Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Brangaroo Studios. You've tuned in for the call. Ken Stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel. We do it all in one hour. Uh, let's bring in Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities, who joins the panel today. Michael, how are you, sir? Good, thank you. Surviving earnings season. So far, so good. But yeah. not too bad, is it? Yeah. It's, um, sort of results are pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. It's still early days. It's yeah, still early yeah, days. Yeah. I mean, we had some quarterlies recently with all the the mining companies, but yeah, um, yeah, looks so far so good. Yeah, all the good ones come out early, don't they? That's, That's right. why you're wary. <laughs> uh, Kevin Robertson from uh, Team Invest joins us online. Kevin, how are you? I'm very well, David. Thank you very much. Good. Yeah. All right. Good Nice sunny days here in Melbourne. Uh, oh, yes, now you're bragging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, long may it last. Uh, let's uh, run through what the first five stocks we're going to look at in the first half hour of the show are going to be. Neuron Pharmaceuticals, uh, Calix, Fortescue, Computer Share, and also Steadfast. Stock of the day, AGL, um, has had a, a bumper report coming out. Um, a jump in half-year profits by 359%. Uh, told investors it expects to post annual returns at the top end of its guidance. Um, increase in half-year profit uh, came despite the company missing revenue. So profit up 359%, revenue down 20%. So, and uh, also the company saying generation costs had fallen 28.6%, interim dividend 26 cents a share. So uh, profits quadrupling, um, costs down and revenue down, uh, seems to suggest Michael Gable that um, uh, margins have really blown out. Yeah, and um, they're, they're doing well, but they're, they're one of those companies like the supermarkets and the banks that when you see them doing well, uh, you wonder if um, you know, they'll get a knock on the door from the government saying, hang on, there's a cost of living crisis and you guys are doing, doing pretty well there. So, yep, um, which would like, be fair enough in this, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, Look, it's not one that I, I'd normally recommend, and I'm not recommending it now either. I mean, it has been, unfortunately, over the long term, a bit of a bit of a capital destroyer. Unfortunately, a lot of investors hold this for the dividend. Yeah. But you lose more than the dividend on on the capital. Um, you know, share price performance longer term has been been very poor. Um, yeah, with these with these utilities, um, you know, I guess what you would be looking for would be you know, like a transurban type um, business where, you know, the income, you know, the earnings stream is pretty reliable year on year. Um, whereas obviously with AGL, it's, it has been a bit all over the place. So, you know, you're buying into a utility, it, it 
the dividend's only a few percent. I guess it's you know, it's gone up today. Um, in a high interest rate environment, you could get a better return in the bank, a, a, mm. a, obviously a, a risk-free return with your money in the bank. So look, great result for the moment. Um, share price is up 12%. Maybe it can squeeze a bit more out of it on the upside, but you know, just that variability in earnings is not great for this type of investment. Um, and then you've got that government risk that yeah. um, you know they might do something with the prices and affect their margins. See, in the see energy costs have been one of the big drivers in inflation over mm. the last 12 to 18 months. And the energy retailers have said, look, it's the cost of imports, it's the cost of generating, all of that sort of thing. But coal prices have crashed, gas yeah. prices are well down. And now they're saying they've had a 28% drop in generation costs. So yeah. no wonder sort of AGL customers have been knocking on the door and saying, well, why haven't you been passing all That's of that right. on to us? Yeah, I mean, any other business, you'd, you know, you'd be banking the profit and um, you know, continuing to do so. Um, yeah. Whereas a uh, business like AGL, that will attract um, you know, a bit of scrutiny and they'd be expecting to lower the prices yep. along the way and therefore the margins and, and profitability will be under pressure. So look, it, yeah, we'll have to see what happens, but I just think that's a key risk from here. And you know, if you've been in it and you've seen a 12% jump in the share right. price today, maybe try to squeeze a bit more out of it over the next few days as all the analysts upgrade their numbers, but then you might be better off moving on to something that's so you've got a sell on risk. Yeah, yeah, I'd have a sell on it at some point. I'd try to get okay. a little bit more out of it yeah. um, over the next few days, and then I'd be looking to move on. Okay, Kevin? Yes, I, I have to agree with Michael. Um, obviously, in, in Team Invest, it wouldn't be one of ours because of what Michael says about the variability. It's made losses in the past, in the recent past. So that 300%, whatever it was, sounds good, but it's coming off of recent losses. So, you know, you would hope they'd do something. It's the problem of a business, being in a business where um, you're providing a necessary service, necessary to society, whenever you start making good profits, as Michael says, society starts looking at you and governments start looking at you and saying, hey, you're providing a necessary service, uh, you need to wind back your profits a bit, you know, somehow. Um, so that's one of the problems of a business like that. Uh, the risks in this business, too, with the energy transition going forward, they're, they're closing down uh, coal-fired generation. Generation is changing. Um, we now have more generation from solar rooftops than uh, coal. So they have to negotiate that moving landscape, if you like, as well, which they may well do it very well, um, but it does pre present some risks as well as, I think, the risks that Michael said. So... From our point of view, it wouldn't be one that I don't think many of our members would be interested in. Mm. We did a study a little while ago of some of our wealth winners, uh, and we, you know, there's that that issue of uh, growth versus dividends. Yep. And as Michael yep. says, some see this as a dividend stock. Uh, what we found was that if you hold businesses for the long term, because the dividends from the so-called growth stocks increase with the growth of the business, in a relatively short time, a few years, quite often the dividends actually outgrow the dividends from so-called dividend stocks. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'd say this this is not one that many of them okay. 
All right. Uh, so no from Team Invest. Uh, be sure to join us later this afternoon um, when the team are going to be speaking with AGL Chief Financial Officer Gary Brown on the back of those results. That's from 3 p.m. Eastern right here on Ausbiz. And uh, here's a challenge for you as well. Um, get out your latest energy bill um, uh, that's come through that you've actually paid. And every energy bill, this is uh, stipulated by the energy regulator, must have a panel on it from your energy retailer that looks at your usage and recommends whether there is a better, cheaper plan you should be on. Now, that's on every bill that goes out. And I, I don't think I've known one person when I've actually pointed this out to them that has said, oh, I didn't realize that was it. Every single person I've spoken to has no idea that that is there. It's as simple as going online and following the recommendation of your energy provider onto a different plan that they have for you, but you've got to do it. They won't automatically put you on it. So go and check it and then go and see if you can get a better deal from another energy retailer. It's really easy these days. So if you're, if you're shocked at the cost of your energy bill, there's easy hacks to bring it down by a couple of hundred dollars a year. All right, let's get into the stocks that uh, you want us to have a look at. And Michael, Nick wants a view on Neuron Pharmaceuticals, a biopharmaceutical company specializing in therapies for neurodevelopment disorders. Um, March last year, they got FDA approval for one of their drugs for the treatment of Rett syndrome that really set the share price on fire, didn't it? Yeah, and the, yeah, what a great investment if you were in this. I mean, um, only a few years ago, we're talking a $2 stock, now $22. So Incredible. Um, yeah, again, these these biotechs are very difficult because of the, the trial process as well. So they have you know, they, they do have other products at the moment. Um, I think there's one that's just moved through phase two and onto phase three. Um, and clearly when, you know, if, if one of those doesn't work out, it can um, give the share price a big knock. But um, look, it's one of those that, that I, yeah, I always find this, this sector difficult to invest in because of that. Um, you know, you do have to allocate a small amount, but yeah, given what you've just said, David, and 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 the way it's trading to me as a as a chartist looks you know, very encouraging. We're you know, seeing good volumes on on the way up, and despite the recent pullback in the past um, few weeks, it just to me it just looks like a bit of a share consolidation. So yep. I'd find it hard to put a buy on it because of that risk. But I think for our viewer, Kevin, if he's uh, sorry for Nick, if he's in it. Um, I'd stick with it because of the, the share yep. price momentum. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, what a story it is too, because so you're saying chart looks encouraging, but you see those two jumps up there back in um, early 23. That was when they got FDA approval, steadied. And the most recent jump is a distribution deal they've done, mm. isn't it, to break into hospitals in, in the US. And they have a different model that they... Um, they don't have a sales force themselves. They plug it in to an existing medical sales distribution business uh, in the United States, which yeah, cuts I mean, down a lot of the risk. Yeah, and, and those who like it are, um, you know, try, try, you know, finding analogies with with Prometicus um, right. and the way they've expanded into hospitals. So, I mean, if it could repeat 
Oh, yeah, man. their performance, you, you know, you're on to a winner. Yeah. But look, it's it's winning so far. So. Yep, too right. Um, Kevin, what do you think of Neurom? Well, yeah, it's one of those, you say it's a good story. It does have a good story. And I, I it's one of those that uh, my sentiment says, I hope they succeed because, uh, you know, what they're developing, if they can relieve those uh, diseases, um, that would, I think, be a great benefit to society. The... Second one they mention is one about uh, what treats what they call fragile X syndrome, and yes, it has indeed uh, um, gone from phase two. It's completed phase two, and as far as I understand, gone into phase three. And they've got some other very early ones. Um, and as uh, Michael says, the problem with these smaller biopharmaceutical companies is they've only got a small pipeline. So if any one doesn't work. Uh, then it has a big impact on their earnings. And, of course, they've only just started making a profit. So, obviously, it wouldn't pass our filters. It doesn't pass our filters. And I would say if you're an enthusiast and you want to support them um, in a real way with, with by investing in them, uh, invest into a capital raising rather than buying shares on the market, um, you know, because that way the company gets the money directly. Yeah. Um, I wish them luck, but they're not not one that uh, would pass our filters. Right, yep. Um, so with the Team Invest filters, with companies like this, you you sort of wait till a couple of years in that they're going. So um, the Team Invest philosophy is, hey, we're not going to back early winners. Uh, we will back established businesses with established revenues um, and and a history of making profits. Yes, exactly. And we start looking at them if they've made good profits uh, and it's a good business and they're growing. We start looking af- at them after about six years of making those profits. Yep. Um, ideally, we want a full 10-year history. Um, and that reduces the risks of you know picking early winners because there are lots and lots of biopharmaceuticals out there that are early in early stage development. How do you pick which ones are going to win? Yeah. Um, well, that's that's basically the idea behind that. Okay. All right. Let's go on to the next stock. And Des wants to view Kevin on Calix. Uh, Des says it was nominated as a bonus table thumping buy. Um, I think uh, I can remember when. I can't remember who was on the panel uh, at that time. It was sort of October last year. Uh, the share price um, has headed house, um, south since. Is the thesis broken or is the value now even more compelling? Uh, Calix is one of those companies um, which is sort of, I haven't quite understood it because I'm not an, in, an engineer in terms of what it does. But um, it started off with harnessing carbon dioxide emissions from cement making with a, a technology. Uh, and now it's got a new platform technology as well. Um, Kevin, what do you think of Calix? It, it's also, as I understand it, and I'm, I'm like you, it's not one we follow, so I don't understand it really well. Um, but I, it, as I understand, it's, uh, it, it also has water solutions, yes. uh, water solutions so it cleans up water and agriculture and aquaculture and and that sort of thing as well um yes i don't um, i i wasn't on the panel uh certainly not recommending a table thumping buy at the time um and you say the share price and des says the share price has gone south for a while um so have the earnings per share 
Mm. Uh, they seem to be getting uh, more and more negative every year. So uh, the trend there is to, you know, to our minds, not good. Um, and uh, also it's only got five years of history. So getting back to what we were talking about uh, just a couple of minutes ago, that um, even if it was making a profit and growing its profits, uh, the the history would be a little early for us. Right. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's definitely not a buy uh, on the basis that the fundamentals, unless they turn them around, and then we'd want to wait and see that they could turn them around yep. in a reliable yep. way. Uh, Michael, what do you think of them? Um, yeah, same, same thoughts. Um, I wouldn't want to be holding it and I'd be selling it. Um, yeah, still loss-making. Looks like they raised some money back in November, but, yeah, clearly they're burning, they're burning through that. Um, you've got that horrible downtrend. So, yeah, you've got a stock where the share price is heading the wrong way. Um, yeah, the earnings are heading the wrong way. Um, why would you buy it here? What, what's going to turn the business around? And, mm. um, it just doesn't look like there's any catalyst at the moment. Um, you, know, you could say that, well, I want to get in early on a, um, on a business that's you know, into renewables and, and so on. But... You know, there has been a trend over the past several months um, globally of, of money pulling out of renewable projects. <coughs> so, so yeah, a, lot of, a lot of businesses um, in that area, in, in overseas stocks, they have seen share price declines as, mm-hmm. you know, that initial excitement over we're heading down this renewable path starts to, you know, the, the reality the sets in. That, look, ESG investors come yeah, in. It, yep. Exactly. Look, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. So maybe instead of share prices being up here, they probably deserve to be more down there. So, um, so again, this company's on the wrong side of, of that, um, that money flow. Um, plus, again, you know, just a general point when you've got a situation of higher rates, you know, any business that, that loses money is always under a lot more pressure. And we've seen that over the past year or two with loss-making mm. businesses on the exchange. So look, if interest rates are back to zero again, then you, know, you might see a bit of inflow into a company right. like this, but yep. yeah, just at the wrong part of the cycle at the moment. Okay, so I'll sell from you. Uh, Eric wants a view, Michael, on Fortescue, uh, the big iron ore producer here yep. in Australia, the fourth biggest in the world behind BHP, Rio and Vale in um, in Brazil, and and probably one of the, uh, the iron ore miners with the lowest cost of production as well. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they dig um, it out really cheap, don't they? It's a low quality, yeah. but cost of production's really low. Yeah, they've you know they've got the the printing press on. They're printing their you know, printing money. Yeah. They're paying it out in a massive dividend as well. So, um, look, we're still very bullish. That sector will sort of bullish Fortescue all all last year. Um, you know, even with our technicals, we're looking at that push above twenty three to then lift it to the high 20s. So that's been achieved. But but now it's it does have an, an uptrend going on. You've got analysts increasing their targets. They, yeah, they've all got it as a sell. But instead right. of a $15 target like 12 months ago, they've got, I think the average target's about $20, $21. But right. you know, they're, they're moving it up, which is, um, you know, which is heading in the right direction. Um, clearly, everyone's been surprised at the strength of um, the price of iron ore. Yeah, so, so what's question, iron ore? About 100 and... Twenty dollars a ton at the moment. Can't remember exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, had, yeah, yeah. it's had a few down sessions this week, but yeah. yeah, it is still trending high. So the question here is, well, can it continue throughout this year? Well, I'd yeah, I'd say, well, what what would stop it? I mean, you've got yeah, 
global growth is is just doing really well. Um, you know, we don't have a, a recession that everyone thought we'd have. You know, China's in the doldrums, but you know, can China get any worse? Or are they going to try to lift their economy out of out of this trough? And I'd say, well, they you know, they're trying to get that economy kickstarted. So the risk in China is that um, demand picks up. Um, if anything, throughout the year. So I can only really see upsides uh, in, in iron ore and commodities in general. So for me, Fortescue's a, a buy the dip um, right. uh, situation at the moment. So what do you mean the dip? Well, what level? It's what, 100? And, uh, what is it at the moment? Um, so it's trading in the mid 28s. Yeah. Um, so if you look at a chart, you've got these sort of upswings and downswings. Yeah. And, um, you know, the prior downswing was sort of in the 26s so to me it looks like a stock that will get within about a dollar of its previous low and then all the buying comes in so right. look even around current levels i'd say this is a bit of a dip and okay and worth buying all right i know price 127 dollars um as of today and fortescue dig it out of the ground for 19 so even if I now it's low grade, and uh, what the steel mills have to usually do is is mix the Fortescue iron ore with high grade ones. Um, but mm. even so, the iron ore price can come down a lot further before it's in trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah. like we were talking about lithium stocks the other day on the call. It's all about cost of production, isn't it? Meeting the price you can sell it for. Yeah, exactly. So they'll always make money, which means even if you get a collapse in the yeah. iron ore price, they'll survive. You know, yeah. Famously, back in 2015, 2016, oh, they almost no. didn't. Yep. But um, you know, as we're seeing with the lithium miners, um, you know, the smaller guys who are losing money at current prices are shutting down mines, yep. having trouble accessing finance. But the bigger boys, you know, PLS, Mineral Resources, okay, they're not making a lot of money, but yeah, yeah. they're not losing money so no, they'll, they'll exactly. ride out the cycle so okay. yeah Fortescue's quite resilient in that respect and as I mentioned at the beginning they pay a pretty good dividend as well so. yeah 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 um Kevin what do you think of Fortescue uh it it doesn't currently pass our filters interestingly it has in the past uh it's one of those that uh will come in to pass our filters for a while yeah. and then out. why why does it uh, yeah, that, that, that's an excellent question. At the moment, it's the stability of earnings. So the way we measure stability of earnings, it's below our 60% uh, minimum cutoff. Um, and that's only because the earnings have been up and down and up and down. So it speaks to that dependability that we look for um, right. in earnings, of earnings. As an iron ore miner and producer, it is, as you say, very good quality company and, you know, will survive yeah. for sure. Um, and if there is if there is a downturn in iron ore uh, prices and demand and so forth, it'll be one of the ones that survives, and I think a lot of the poorer ones will drop out. Yeah. Um, interestingly, we did look at it in 2021 several times through our smart analysis process because it passed our filters quite well back then, and that was the time. Uh, and we had an interview with the CFO Ian Wells at the time, um, and our, our our members were uh, mixed. Some of them were not in favour, some were. Uh, the concerns were at the time that the Mindaroo Foundation was a uh, was a, a distraction to Twiggy Forest. Oh, but, his, his philanthropic arm? Oh, gee, that's a bit mean-spirited. The bloke's making a ton of money and he's set up a philanthropy um, 
uh, area I, to do to do good in the world, and you're marking and you're marking down for it. I agree with you. Some of our members are. Uh, Gee, are they're hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't all we don't all speak with a uniform voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I I think I think the Mindaroo is doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'd like to see more of it in the future. Yep. Okay. All right. But it uh, doesn't pa pass the filters. All right, Kevin. Natalie wants to know, does ComputerShare pass the uh, Team Invest uh, filters, the financial administration company with a lot of uh, services in corporate trusts, stock transfers, employee share plans, 21 countries around the world. Um, mm, what do you think of ComputerShare? It's a big, successful company. The main thing that uh, hits us is debt to equity is very high from what we measure. And the stability of earnings is not below our minimum, but it's it's sort of down there. So that would be a question. It's not one we've actually looked at yet. Um, I, I like the CPU code. I mean, I, I wonder how many computer companies are kicking themselves they didn't get in there <laughs> or computer ship. Um, yeah, so it's not really one we've looked at. Um, it is, it, it's got a good quality business um, that uh, one of the things we, we do look at is will the business uh, services or products be required for, into the foreseeable future? And I'd have to say yes. You know, every time you get your reports in, in a lot of the shares, uh, your registry is, uh, is computer share. Yep. Um, but it's not not particularly one we've looked at, and those two those two problems would would sort of keep it out of our our filters at this stage. Okay. Um, what do you reckon, Michael? It'd be nice if they fixed their website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might well, be doing a good job, but not on the website side. Oh, really? Things. What you went uh, on to check just, out and have oh, a whenever you it? need to access something, right. it usually half the time it crashes on me. Maybe it's me. Maybe oh, it's okay. user error. <laughs> um, but oh, look, I think you know. As an investment here, I'd, I'd be moving on. So a lot of, a big chunk of their earnings um, just comes from money sitting in sitting in the bank essentially. So you could see during that period, 2022 um, and last year during rising rates, yeah, computer share held up really mm. well. So there was that attraction um, because of the rising rates. But yeah, we're, we're obviously reaching a bit of a point where you know, that, you know, rates have peaked. Um, you know, now we, you know, to continue growing from here, we need capital markets to, to pick up again. And, and, and it, they are still pretty sluggish, so maybe later in the year. Um, you know, in terms of the way it's trading, it doesn't look too crash hot. So I, I think it, to me, it looks like it's, it's had its run. Um, I can't really see a lot of upside. So, you know, if you come back to the the old well. If I'm only going to have say 20 stocks in my portfolio, yep. You know, I don't think Computer Share makes it in that top 20 Wouldn't list. Make so it. Right. Okay. I'd, I'd sell it and look for a better opportunity. Okay. Um, because it's had a pretty good run too for you um, to be able to sell into the spike, is that to the pickup? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know now's a good chance to to move on. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, Michael Scott wants to be on Steadfast, our largest general insurance broker. Uh, covers around 430 insurance brokers with around 2,000 offices in Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, the UK and Germany. What do you think of Steadfast? Yeah, look, there's nothing really nothing really wrong with it um, right here. So 
traditionally I, I haven't invested in, in, into insurance companies like your QBEs yep. and so on. I find you know the risk too high. I mean, um, you know, you could end up with a you know, with an issue that comes out of the blue and, and it affects their earnings. Um, but as as we know, um, over the past couple of years, these insurers have been able to pass on a lot of um, increases to their premiums. So, so far it's worked. And, uh, and again, look at the in, uh, inflation figure in the last 18 months. Massive drive. Two yeah. biggest drivers have been rent and insurance premiums. That's exactly. Massive. Exactly. So, a bit of a sweet spot for the insurers, to be honest. Yeah. So, look, I'm not a holder of Steadfast, but if I was holding it, I'd just continue riding that for the time being. We could see the, the share price charts trending the right way. So... Yeah, look, everything for the moment going right for the business. Um, you know, I'll probably have a different view in a year's time. Hopefully, no. uh, we don't see massive increases in insurance premiums um, yeah. anymore. But yeah, look at the moment in a bit of a sweet spot. So okay, so it's hold, hold if you're in it, right? Yeah. Um, Kevin, a lot of comments from various panels here on the call in the past is many of the experts prefer the insurance brokers than the insurance companies, because as Michael was saying, when you invest in an insurance company, there's a lot of risk attached to it, natural disasters, all that sort of stuff. Insurance brokers just clip the ticket on the premium. They don't have any of that risk. And with insurance premiums rising so much, you know, they're the big beneficiary of it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that if you're going to go into that area. Unless you're a Warren Buffett with uh, deep pockets who can charge a lot for uh, underwriting, you know, big risks, then yes, you're right. The risks are usually borne by the underwriters rather than the brokers. Yeah. Um, in this case, Steadfast, uh, it misses our filters in several ways. The return on capital and return on equity are below our desired 10%. Uh, and the stability of earnings, now this is interesting because you look at the earnings per share chart and it's... It's going upward nicely, except for 2020, where it dropped a lot. And that's where it drops out on stability of earnings for us. But if they So, so during, pain, during COVID? Yeah, that, that, was, that was, I expect, a COVID effect. Yeah. Which, for a number of our companies, we can, we can look through COVID effects. So that, right. that wouldn't miss out as much. But, uh, yeah, it's the return on capital, the return on equity. We'd like to see them lift that up a bit more. Um, and the other thing is they you can consider them to some extent to be a roll-up because occasionally they buy mm. another insurance broker somewhere yep. and they'll call for capital to buy that. Uh, their debt is uh, medium debt. Um, it's getting close to our boundaries, but they do seem to be able to control their debt. It went up recently uh, or, you know, in the last few years. Um so yeah, as long as you bear those things in mind, whenever there's a roll-up, there's always the risk that they'll make a, uh, you know, they'll pay too much, yeah, um, and that sort of thing. So that's the only thing you need to watch okay. out. But aside from that, seem to be quite solid. All right, but uh, it's got to pass all your filters to be a buy. Okay. Yes, or at least, or at least enough for us to have a look at it and say, okay, maybe this warrants a closer look. Let's right. see why pass you know one of the filters for example okay all right let's recap the uh, the first five stocks stock of the day uh, is um, AGL um, and um, Michael has a sell on AGL um, it doesn't pass uh, team invest filters at all uh, you're in a hold from Michael um, Kevin 
um, a no because it doesn't have the stability of earnings or the, the history of earnings to pass the filters. But Kevin made a really good suggestion. If you're, if you're really interested in the company and you're a supporter of it, um, buy the stock um, when they next raise capital because that ensures the money goes in to the company itself rather than you paying the money to another shareholder who wants to get out. I thought that was a, uh, an interesting way to think about some of these uh, these biotechs. Uh, Calix, a no from Kevin, a sell from Michael. Uh, Fortescue, a no from Kevin, a buy from uh, from Michael. Computer share, no from Kevin, sell from Michael. And Steadfast, a hold from Michael and a no from Kevin. Um, here on the call, we've been following our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by the investment committee. February committee meeting on the platform now, osbiz.com. Let's see what they did there. And in February, Challenger was sold. Santos added to the portfolio. Uh, the weightings of CSL and Macquarie were reduced. And um, what was saved there from Challenger and the trimming of CSL and Macquarie was added to AUB, which is an insurance broker, a, um, a competitor of Steadfast, uh, and Karoon Energy. And uh, the fund is up 23% since inception. Uh, this half hour, we're going to be running the ruler over A2 Milk, Stan Moore Resources, uh, Peter Warren Automotive, DeLorean Corporation, and PM Capital Global Opportunities Fund. Um, Michael Roger wants a view on A2 Milk, the uh, not only the fresh milk but infant formula company, had a stellar rise when it was the infant formula boom, export boom into China before the trade wars started. It took a mm. knock on the back of that. It has recovered a bit. Um, what do you think of it now? Yeah, look, it's this is one that we haven't been investing in. Obviously, for the last few years, it's been in yep. a bit in that downtrend. It's had had its issues. Um, yeah, talking a twenty dollars stock almost down to about four dollars. But you know, most recently, it um, we could see there it's now trading over five dollars. It's had this this very impressive run in the past month. Quite a bit of volume going into the stock. So I was trying to understand why that was the case. I mean, I can't see any announcements from from the business. I mean, looking back last year at the most recent announcements. Yeah, it looks like they're getting their costs in order and um, you know, they're trying to turn the business around. I have seen some analysts comment on birth rates in China. Obviously, right. the Chinese market's still a you know, big, big market and big opportunity for them. So unless um, you know, these, these higher than expected birth rates in China is translating to, well, they're going to need more infant formula and, and that's getting the share price up, I'm not sure. So. Um, and, and sort of uh, a lot of people have been saying that there seems to be an easing in the trade tensions. You know, we're, mm. we're, we're certainly not best buddies at the moment, but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but it's getting easier to export back into China. Yeah, that's that's right. Look, I, I think I think there's still a lot of risks there to be buying it as an investment. Right. But if you are interested in in A2 milk, um, I think with the run that it's having coming into the results. Um, Given that it's moved from about four dollars to over five, uh, I'd, I'd wait for for the next set of results. I'm assuming it's it's yep. coming up in the next few weeks. Yep. Let's just find out what's really happening on the ground and um, and take it from there. Because you know we have seen situations where the market gets excited coming into a result, 
um, only for it to disappoint. And clearly, um, the track record over the past few years has been, been one of disappointment with this yep. business. So, look, it's run a bit too hard. Don't chase it here. Wait for the result. Um, maybe the business is turning around. But even then, I think there's still too many risks. Okay. All right. Kevin, A2 Milk? Yes. It, it's one that almost passes our filters at the moment. What's, what's at the moment, the stability of earnings is a little low, and, and that I think that, that's from uh, the trade wars effect, if you like. It's one that we did look at uh, during 2019 and through 2021 because uh, it passed our filters, and that was that period when Jane Herdlicker was, uh, was the CEO and stepped down, and David Bertolucci uh, came in as CEO. Um, one of the things I agree with Michael, uh, there are risks. Um, it is kind of a one prof, uh, one product company in that sense. It's the A2 protein in the milk that's a particular protein as opposed to another one, and I'm I'm not technically up on all of that, um, which supposedly gives health benefits to certain people who have certain allergies. Um, and they are good marketers, but our concerns, I suppose, when we looked at it were the fact that it's a one product company, it's very dependent on China, which was also brought out again by the, the uh, trade wars. Um, so in our case, it's, it's not one that we've looked at recently, and, I, and it doesn't look like it'll be one that we will look at at this stage. Okay. Um, Kevin, of all the stocks on today's list, when you talk about the team invest filters, when you said it almost passes our filters, you could have knocked me down with a feather. I would have thought, uh, absolutely no way, A2 milk, because uh, I'm, I'm sort of, over the years, got a bit of an understanding of the filters. I don't know the real secret source, but uh, that was surprising to me. I gotta say, you have to come. You have to come to some of our meetings. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I will. All right, you're on. Um, yeah. And all right, I will, and I'll report back to Alex everyone and what what happens. Yeah, there's there's a couple of meetings we have in Sydney there. Uh, okay. So yeah. Oh, good, good. Um, and I'll yeah. The reason it almost is at the moment is uh, that the stability of earnings, as I said, is low, but it's not below our absolute minimum at this stage. Okay. And that's largely yeah. because of the, the dip. Okay. There with. Yeah, trade wars. All right, I'll mark that in my diary to come along and, and talk to those members who are who are grumpy about people having a charitable trust as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, all, not all, a lot of us do support that sort of thing. <laughs> all right, our next stock, uh, Stuart wants a view. Uh, Kevin on Stanmore Resources, the big coal producer in the Bowen and Surat Basins in uh, southern Queensland. Um, Mainly one of our largest uh, coking coal, metallurgical coal, coal miners, as distinct from thermal coal. Thermal coal, like Whitehaven and New Hope, goes into um, electricity power stations. Um, uh, metallurgical coal is what's used in steel mills to give you a rough idea of the treatment uh, difference between the different coals. Uh, what do you think of Stanmore? Yeah, and, and I mean, for that reason, I think uh, my own personal opinion is that metallurgical coal is is a better business to be in than thermal coal. It, it's got a, I think, a longer life, if you like, in the in the in this world of of declining coal around the world. Um, with this one, I'm not going to knock you down with a feather. 
David. Right. Um, it doesn't pass our filters. <laughs> the earnings, the uh, stability of earnings per share is very low, and they have made profit. They have made losses. Sorry, in the a uh, few years ago, and before that, uh, you know, sort of eight, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, they they were making steady losses. They they have been coming a bit back into profitability. Um, yeah, so it doesn't meet our resources. Uh, our sorry, our uh, filters for that reason. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. The shares are reasonably tightly held as well, um, and for us, this is a good thing because it's held by uh, someone who's on the board. Uh, Michael uh, Matthew Lattimore owns about sixty-five percent of the shares. Mm. Um, now that doesn't mean they'll do well, but what it means is that if um, if it's badly run, if it's poorly managed, then uh, the people who are on the inside will suffer along mm. with the with the shareholders, yep. which hopefully will, you know, give them some impetus to, to make it right. Yep. Okay. Got so, some yeah, skin, skin in the game. Uh, Michael, yep. what do you think of Stanmore? Um, yeah, they're doing a doing a great job. I mean, I'm positive, of course. Um, um, coal, um, yep. metallurgical coal, as well as thermal. So. Um, yeah, further to my comments on, on Fortescue, you know, the more iron ore you need, you know, the more thermal coal, uh, metallurgical coal you need to turn it into steel. So, yep. um, look, I think over the next few years they, they can do very well. Their recent quarterly result looked to be better than um, what the analysts were expecting um, uh, and the guidance as well was better than what the analysts were expecting. However, um, I do note that the shares were sold down on that day and have struggled since. So that's telling me that the market's pushed up the share price leading into that quarterly right. and the market was actually expecting something a bit better. So I'd have it as a hold, but I think as a buy because of this current share price weakness, you can, I think you'd be able to get it a bit cheaper. Right. Um, but then longer term, it'll it'll recover and continue. Okay, so up. hold at the moment, but buy on buy even on further weakness. Yeah. Right. Um, it's interesting because Coronado came up uh, last week as well, and the panel then um, preferred Stanmore to Coronado in the uh, metallurgical uh, coal area. Then Yang Coal came up day before yesterday. Mm. Um, again, the panel preferred Stanmore in in that, but uh, had a preference for Whitehaven and New Hope and felt there was better value. If you're going to look at the two types of coal and the miners with both, thermal coal looks more attractive. Yeah, Whitehaven, I think, looks looks great. I mean, we're holders of of Whitehaven. That recovery since the lows last year continues on. Great looking chart, obviously. I think everything's heading in the right direction for for that commodity over the next few years. And and what's the dividend? Something like 15% dividend or whatever? I can't can't remember off the top of my head, but I know, yeah, last year it paid, it was almost, if you bought it at, say, eight bucks, I think you've picked up about 10%. Yeah. Um, I think it's paid about 80, 90 cents. With no debt, paid off all their debt. All right, um, next stock to look at, Greg wants to view Michael on Peter Warren Automotive. Greg says, share price has been on a downward slide for the last 12 months. I know every time I purchase a vehicle, I feel like I'm being skinned alive, (laughs) especially with with the trade-in. Peter Warren... uh, uh, used to be the old Peter Warren Ford for Sydney Ciders, automotive dealership group, 80 franchises, selling 27 uh, different brands. Um, what do you think of Peter Warren? Um, I mean, on a positive note, you know, we have had um, you know, all these car dealers have had issues with 
with getting supply from overseas and that does seem to be freeing up a bit. So, you know, that that is a positive. Um, look, on the negative side, I mean, with this business, they are quite acquisitive. So they're trying to also grow the business by you know, buying other dealers and consolidating those. So their, their profits have been a bit, bit up and down. I mean, I think in the last set of results, um, you know, they had lower profits compared to the prior period. The shares are in a downtrend, so you know, for me that that's a sign that there's no rush to buy into it. Um, it seems reasonable value, so it's not yeah, it's 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 not as though it's fallen to some level where it's you know, massively compelling. Um, but I think another risk with with this sector, and I haven't seen it mentioned um, much at all, but um, you recall that for a number of years the government had this. Um, instant um uh the the, the tax write-off um yep yeah you know, so you've got tradie spending i think it was up to 120 grand buying a brand new brand new ute and um, those who, who i've spoken to that fit that category were pretty much buying utes yeah you know, brand new utes almost every year because you just write the whole thing off so um that's come to an end so that means less sales of of utes so um, yeah, look, just nothing too compelling at the moment to, to really pick it up at current levels. So it's an avoid for me. Okay. All right. So uh, avoid Kevin. What's your view on Peter Warren? I, uh, yeah, I can't help agreeing with Greg and empathising with him on feeling skinned alive whenever you buy a car. <laughs> uh, it, for us, the listed history is very short. As you can see from that uh, price chart that you, you put up just then, the listed history is very short. We've only got three three periods to measure, so it's not one that uh, we would go into. The other thing is the return on capital is below our ten percent, uh, and the debt to equity is very high. It's uh, we make it at about one hundred and twelve percent debt to equity. Now that could be leases. Um, we'd have to look into that. Leases we consider to be less risky than bank debt. There's still risk, but because of the uh, the now not quite so new um, accounting standards that require you to put in lease lease liabilities as debt, then that always boosts your debt to equity if you've got something like leases on shops, buildings, that yeah. sort of thing, which yeah. as a car dealer they may well have. So you'd have to look at that and make your own judgment about whether you think those are risky or not. Um, so it doesn't match our filters at this stage. The uh, At the moment, the uh, price to earnings ratio is very low. Uh, we make it on our historical measure, the way we measure it, uh, just under eight, so it is low. Um, but like I say, short history um, and the uh, return on capital and the debt uh, don't don't quite match okay. our field. All right, okay. And now that Eagers is the other one in the sector, isn't it? The, yep. uh, yes. Uh, the one that's the one Nick Polites is involved in. I think that's for, right. For rugby yeah. league fans, he owns the Sydney Roosters, of course. Uh, same view on Eagers. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's I think yeah, industry-wide um, yep. sort of challenges here. Yep. Okay. All right. Our next stock, Matt wants a view, um, Michael, on DeLorean Corporation. I don't think this has ever come up on the call. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd heard of <laughs> I know, it. So. I've never heard of it either. Builder, developer of bioenergy infrastructure and a retailer of electricity throughout Australia. Operates renewable energy asset management, development, construction, tank, and infrastructure fabrication. Um, what do you think of Deloria? 
It's had a it's bit good. of a pop in share price when I Yeah, I was, was going to say there's two things I like about it. It's a pop in the share price, so there might be a little bit of a short-term trade there. And, yeah. um, and the name, if you yes. yeah, live, live through the 80s. So. <laughs> I know. When I saw it, I thought it can't surely be in the car business. <laughs> no, no. So, um, but, but the business, I mean, in some ways, it's a bit similar to um, that previous um, table-thumping buy that we're talking about in that it's, yeah. you know, it's, it is in that sort of more renewable energy um, type area, which is yeah, not much not much interest from the market. But um, I mean, just having a look at, at it's some of the results. It's obviously pretty illiquid too. Yeah, yeah. So you've got <laughs> you've you've got that one as well. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I had a look at the recent quarterlies. I mean, at the very top, it said their aim is to return to growth and profitability. So straight away, right. you could see it's a yeah, it's a turnaround story. Do we really want to be there? Um, they had $4.9 million in cash last quarter. And when I had a look at the prior quarter, it was four and a half. So, I mean, that it increased. Okay. That's, that's a bit of a right. positive. positive but, cash flow. but yeah, there, there are a number of construction projects they're trying to get off the ground and underway. And um, yeah, look, it's just, they might be, I think it's only a $12 million market. Cap. Right. So, okay. look, there might, they might be a great business in a few years' time, but at the moment it's a bit too mm. high basket. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'll put that on my, whenever stocks like this come up on the call, I'll put it on my list for the Ausbiz team to actually get the chief executive on to find out a bit yeah. more about it, what the story is. Um, we'll do that. Uh, Kevin, well, a bit, a bit, small, bit small for you, for you and your filters. It's a bit small. It, it is interesting to me, though, because I'm, I'm trying to find a single filter that it passes. Right. And I'm, I'm struggling there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that, was, that <laughs> was sort of a, I don't know, it was a backhanded compliment or just a, a, a very polite rocket. Well, I, I wish them luck. I, I mean, you know, they've been making losses, short history, obviously, uh, and, you know, high debt. So, uh, what they do is they take waste, uh, so it's you know bio waste, and they ferment it anaerobically and produce methane from that and use that to produce energy, which mm. is uh, you know good luck to them. I think you know that's something we need more efficiency instead of just throwing all this stuff away. Uh, we do need to get more out of it, which historically uh, you know history gone by, uh, we used to be much more efficient with how we managed our resources and our waste resources in these ways. So perhaps uh, if you can remember the reference, DeLorean will take us back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> ah, boom, boom. All right. Um, and they, they still haven't come up with the hoverboards, have they? Yeah, uh, no, very disappointing. Yeah, very <laughs> disappointing. Although they've done on surfboards. All right. Um, our final stock, uh, Kevin Matt wants a view on PM Capital Global Opportunities Fund. Uh, Matt says a fund manager who's done 10% since inception and has quietly gone about their business listed investment company uh, investing in global securities. Um, saying long-term capital growth over a seven-year-plus investment period. Yeah, um, and this one looks interesting to us as well. Uh, the two filters it doesn't pass, I'll start with that, is uh, the stability of earnings is only 21.4%. They have made losses in the past and recent ones, as well as very low earnings. So it's up and down in that sense, um, and the stability of the sales per share as well. Um, Interestingly, uh, from Matt's comment, I had a look at the 
total shareholder return over the last uh, 10 years. And indeed, uh, I, I work it out to be 10.25% per annum. Right. So from that point of view, total shareholder return, it's not done badly. Um, I don't know how steady that is, has been. I haven't looked at the price history. Um, but it doesn't really pass our filters. Others look good. The return on equity is very good. You would ex you would hope that would be true. Debt's very low. So you would hope that the return on equity and return on capital would be uh, high because it's a low capitalization business. Um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't have a lot of machinery that it needs. Um, and that's true. So it's doing well in that sense. Okay. But it's not one that we would look at yet. Michael? Um. Yeah, they're doing really well. I mean, a fund manager where the share price is going up. So, yeah. you know, there's a few big names out there that are, are really struggling. Yeah, Platinum and Magellan would kill for that sort of chart. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, their, their fund is doing well. They're getting funds under management increasing and, and the share price is going up. So that's right. that's all you could really, really hope yeah. for. So, um, look, I don't invest in these, these listed fund managers because we do our own stock picking. But... Yeah. Yeah, for the viewer's point of view, if that's what you're looking at, yep. I don't see why you wouldn't be yeah, holding this or even buying it here. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Uh, A2 Milk. Um, I know from Kevin, um, uh, Michael sees it interesting, the rebound in the share price, but results are coming. So wait for the results and the trading update um, and um, and assess it then because it's a bit too close. Uh, Stan Moore, a hold from Michael. Um, he'd look to buy this on a dip, is positive with coal miners, both uh, metallurgical coal and thermal coal. No from Kevin. And uh, Peter Warren, DeLorean, a no from both. And PM Capital, a no from Kevin, a hold, Virgie on a buy for um, if you're interested in it from Michael, although uh, he doesn't invest in these sorts of fund managers. Uh, Kevin Robertson from uh, Team Invest, mate, always good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, David. And Michael Gable from Fairmont Securities, likewise. Good to see you. Thank you. Uh, that's it for the show for today. If you've got any stocks that you want me to put to our panel, uh, go to osbiz.co slash callpicks, uh, list them there, or tweet us on X uh, using the at TV handle. And just like some of the viewers today, add your comments, add your individual questions to any of the stocks you want us to look at because it means the panel can hone in to give the give you the information you want. Uh, don't forget, a bit later this afternoon, here on Ausbiz, the CFO of EGL. Uh, AGL, rather, will be uh, uh, joining the team after those uh, stellar results, half-yearly results, announced earlier this morning. Uh, see you same time for the call tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.